Matthew 21, 1 through 17. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of him, of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, The Lord needs them, and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet. Tell the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and they put their cloaks on them and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil asking, who is this? And the crowds were saying, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. And then Jesus entered the temple and drove out all who were selling and buying in the temple. And he over, overturned the tables of money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he cured them. But when the chief priests and the scribes saw the amazing things that he did and heard the children crying out in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they became angry and said to him, do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, yes, have you never read? Out of the mouths of infants and nursing babies, you have prepared praise for yourself. He left them and went out of the city to Bethany and spent the night there. We're a little off schedule today. The, um, this is actually kind of the, what is traditionally read on Palm Sunday, and Palm Sunday doesn't happen for another uh, two weeks. But we uh, have been following through the book of Matthew, and so sometimes that doesn't, uh, you know, uh, catch up to us, and I'm linear. I can't jump ahead and get all, you know, multitasking and everything like that, so I, I pray that you'll bear with me here. Um, about October uh, 10th, 11th, something like that of this year, we were starting to, or last year, I guess, not this year, um, we were starting to anticipate the holiday season at my house, you know, because you, you go into that, you get ready for Halloween, then you got uh, Thanksgiving, and then you have Christmas, you know, it's kind of that, that, that whole Halloween thing. And so you have all these, these expectations and everything like that. And we were um, deciding when we were going to set up and, and kind of decorate and all that kind of stuff. And suddenly we heard this big crash. And I opened up the front door to find that our uh, newly installed uh, sc- uh, storm window, screen window, had just exploded. And just uh, everything, it was glass everywhere, you know. We, we looked to see if the neighbors were out there with guns, and they weren't. So um, we, we asked around, and somebody said that it was actually kind of installed wrong, and so it, the, it had caused tension, and it just exploded. We didn't expect that. Um, shortly after that, this is how our, our season started. You know, the this, this season of expecting, you know, uh, joys and all of this kind of stuff. Uh, shortly after that, my, my lovely wife, this is Allison. Uh, isn't she beautiful? Yeah. <laughs> and she's with me. So 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, not real smart, but you know, it's... Um, a lot of you know she uh, started to experience some, some medical issues. She's in a, uh, she lives in a, in a wheelchair, and she um, had a pressure sore that turned out to be uh, uh, sepsis, and it just got worse and worse, and we went through this whole rigmarole of uh, months of, uh, in the hospital and going through different things and different surgeries and all that kind of stuff. Again, not expected. You know, this was not the way that we were going to kick off the holiday season. Now, I just said that I'm a linear person, right? So you would think that this was the one thing that, okay, this is what's happening. Uh, she's in the hospital. I'm going back and forth between the house and everything. I'm thinking, okay, as long as we just stay with this, I, I, can, I can stay afloat. I can keep, keep going with this, you know? And then our washer and dryer, both of them broke down. Uh, yeah, and so I'm, the not, I'm not a person that can work on things. I'm a person that if something's broken, no matter how bad it's broken, I'll make it worse. Uh, and so this was something that was, a, a, when you have hospital bills and everything, this was an added expense. We had somebody come and look at it, and they said, uh, the, the brand that you bought is the worst brand that you could buy. I'm not even working on this. You just need to buy something else, you know? Uh, you can pay me to actually just remove it and throw it in a landfill. And so that was unexpected. Our holiday season is still not off to a great start here. And so I think, okay, the linear person that I am, okay, I've got the her in the hospital, you know, I've got the household and everything like that. Okay, now I've got to worry about to see if we can do some research and find, you know, how to replace a washer and dryer. I can't wear this every day, you know? Um, and then... Uh, we started to talk about her van, which is an accessible van. It has a ramp that goes down. So I started to um, get that ready because they wanted to practice while she was at Madonna transfers and things like that. Because in the meantime, while she was uh, dealing with her wound and everything, she fell and broke her leg. And so that is, affects when you're in a wheelchair, that affects your, your movement and everything like that. So I'm in the garage, it's a two-car two garage. I pull my car out, I start the van, I lower the thing. Uh, as soon as the thing gets lowered, the van dies. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and now, not only can I not get the ramp back up, I can no longer get my car in the garage because it doesn't fit, because the ramp's there. So now I'm thinking, this really stinks. So I'm thinking, okay, now I have to figure this out. We have uh, two people come and look at it, and they say, we don't deal with handicapped vans. We have no idea what to just goodbye, you know, and they just left. And so we have this van that's sitting in the garage with the ramp down and all of this kind of stuff. Again, not expected. The holiday season that, I, that, that we were planning for is not expected. At this time, it's getting closer to uh, Christmas now. The only Christmas decoration that uh, I put up is this little lawn thing outside that just says joy on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after this, I took that down. <laughs> and then, while my car is now being parked in the driveway, I get into it to go visit my wife, who is in the hospital. My engine light turns on. Now, I don't know what this means, you know? I know that you start the car and you go. That's all I know about cars. So 
I'm worried about this because it's our only transportation because now we have the van that's the thing in there and we've got the wash and dryer that's not working and all this kind of stuff. I take the van or the, the, the car to go and get it fixed. It costs us $700. They say that it has something to do with the, the battery. They're not exactly sure, but they fixed that. Okay, so we're working on that. As I'm driving around the van and all this kind of stuff, our lovely dog Murray decides that his back is going to go out. Yes, little dogs, their backs will go out. And so now I got to take the dog to the vet in the car and that I can't park into the, the garage. I'm still waiting on the washer and dryer situation. We find out that the dog has to be on, on meds. And so now I have a, uh, where are we at here? I've got a washer and dryer that doesn't work. I've got an engine light in the car. I've got a garage that I can't get into because the ramp won't go up. And now because of medication, I have a dog that is just stoned out of his mind. <laughs> that made me almost want to put the joy back up in the yard, but because that was funny. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to share some of his medication, yeah. So the one thing that, that keeps me kind of going during this time is that I'm waking up every morning and I have a treadmill and I'm working on the treadmill and I'm trying to, to get into shape and everything like that. And you find that uh, when, you, when you do something like that, it stirs endorphins, you start to feel better, you start to feel like you can handle the day, right? Treadmill breaks down. Yeah, it shows an error message that just says basically, get off. Um, can't fix it, There's, it's just toast. Another, another uh, we did do some looking, it's just toast. And so I don't have that anymore. So now this holiday season that we are planning on has ended with my wife being in the hospital, the van is broken, I had an engine light that cost us a bunch of money, now we have to brand, watch, uh, uh, pay for a brand new washer and dryer, I can't park in the garage, I have to park in the driveway, and now I find out, coming home from a late night of being with my lovely wife, I come home and I see a mouse. <laughs> I hate mice. Uh, the only thing I hate worse than mice are bats because that's mice with wings. <laughs> um, and so this is a, a fairly brand new house and they told us that that won't, wouldn't happen and a, a group of mice came in. So now we have to call the experts on that, and they take a walk around their house and they say, uh, you're, you're, you're the th some of the things that um, could have been done to your house were not, and it has to be mouse-proofed and all of that kind of stuff. It'll cost you the equivalent of a washer and dryer. So, uh, now we have all of those things happening. Meanwhile, my wife is still in the hospital, uh, and we celebrate uh, Christmas at the hospital. Um, during this time, things got really serious with my wife. Uh, the infection got so bad, we almost lost her. We got her back. We're celebrating the blessings of that. I remember uh, having a very simple time with my wife, and I come driving back home to my stoned dog, and my engine light goes back on. And uh, it's still on. I just re realized it's just a, you know, it's an option. Um, <laughs> so when you try to plan your future, when you try to plan some things, life sometimes throw out, throws out things that you don't expect.
Am I right on that? This is what was happening in that first century when Jesus strolled in to Jerusalem. They were expecting a hero. They were expecting a soldier, a warrior. They had the, the, they, there was Palm uh, Sundays before this. They had had rumors of people that were going to come in and free the, the people, the Israelites, that were, they were repressed by the Romans. They had rumors of people that were going to historically come in and shake everything and free them and give them basically their country back. They had done the, 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 the branches. They had laid the cloaks. They had yelled Hosanna before. And what would happen is a soldier would come in and the Romans would say, not today. And they would annihilate them and they would think, okay, we've, we've missed it again. We put, our, we put our money into the wrong horse again, or whatever that saying is. This is what's happening when Jesus came in. They have heard rumors about this person. They had heard that not only is this a person that speaks with authority, this is a person that was changing the system. This was a person that was doing miraculous thing. This was the person that was going to give them their freedom back. This is the person that was going to liberate the Israelites. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. Save us. It's a proclamation of save us. You are the one to save us. And so he comes in with this great fanfare. And they're expecting him to march basically right over to the emperor's house and say, get out and move all of the Israelites back in. They're expecting, their expectations are one thing. Jesus is about to show them something else. He's about, he's about to, uh, for them, it'll be the equivalent of an engine light going on. It'll be the equivalent of mouse in the house. It'll be the equivalent of a treadmill breaking down. It'll be the equivalent of everything that they had hoped for, the way that they wanted it to go, will not happen to their knowledge. What they're expecting is a warrior to come in, and what they get is a guy coming in, and the first thing that he does he doesn't challenge the government. He doesn't cause a war. He doesn't bring in violence. The first thing that he does is he confronts the church. The very first thing that he does is goes in, and we always like to say with a whip and all of this kind of stuff, and he's removing tables. He's knocking things down. He is destroying their traditions. He is knocking down all of the things that made them money. He is tearing up the place of their very faith. This is not the soldier that they wanted. He is not attacking the right people. He is confronting them. And that's not what they wanted. But while he's doing it, there are people coming to him still saying, Hosanna in the highest. And those people are the ones that aren't usually allowed anywhere near the church. They are the wounded. They are the outcasts. 
They are the people that need physical help, and they're the children. And they're all seeing this guy doing amazing things. And he's healing them, and he's welcoming them. The same time that he is knocking out the system, he is breaking down the doors to let people in. Now, the religious leaders at this time, that's not what they expected. The religious leaders were expecting the prophecy of somebody to come in and annihilate the Romans. That's what they wanted. There was nothing spiritual about this for them. They wanted change. They wanted their power back. They also wanted their cushy jobs. They wanted a lot of change, but they wanted a lot of things to stay the same. One of the things that stayed the same for them throughout years of this was that they were treated with power. They could go in wherever they wanted, and certain people couldn't. They liked that. They liked that children were less than. They liked that the outsider, the stranger, all the things that the, even the Old Testament tells you to embrace, they liked that they could control whether or not they came in and what they said was no. And here's this Jesus coming in and letting everybody come to him. There's a, there's a telling uh, verse in this reading, and thank you for, for reading that. The religious leaders are seeing what's happening. Children are coming up and they're singing to him. He's healing people. He's welcoming people that are not considered worth it. And the religious leaders, as, the, as they are yelling, Hosanna in the highest, they see everything that they have being threatened. And they turn to Jesus and they say, do you hear what these are saying? Did you, ever, did you notice that when they, when they were reading that? These never has a word after it. Do you realize what these people are saying? Do you realize what these children are saying? It's, do you realize what these are saying? It's such a derogatory thing, and we just let it slip by. And what they're talking about is the outsider. What they're talking about is the children. What they're talking about is the less than. What they're talking about is people that aren't of them. What they're talking about is everybody else. These. Do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus quotes scripture. Basically, he's saying, have you ever heard that out of the mouths of babes, I will be proclaimed. It's one of the most beautiful, political, rebellious comments because what he's saying to their these is that these are why I'm here. These that you call these, that's who the kingdom's for. These those, that's who, this, that's who this kingdom is for. And when we build that kingdom here on earth, it's going to be full of 
these. Not what they expected. When we embrace Christ in our life, when we embrace Jesus Christ, we have to embrace what Christ is. We have to embrace who Christ is. We can't just say, I just like Jesus. And yet, on the other hand, talk to people as if they're less than. We can't do that. That's not, who I, that's not what Jesus is about. Just this week, you know, every once in a while on uh, social media, uh, which I love, <laughs> uh, we, we post uh, kind of promotional things for the church. And they're always, you know, saying that God is love. That's what we, we believe here at Neighbors, because that's what this says. That's what Jesus was saying that day. I'm here for them. I'm here for everyone. We always say that. Love God, love yourself, love your neighbor. And every time that we post some of those, I get messages from random people telling me that I am the devil. Uh, one of them just sent me a, uh, almost a two-page, I guess, digitally. It's hard to tell, but a rambling that I needed to repent. Because we were welcoming these. I would like to say that they didn't expect that when they decided to follow Jesus Christ. But I'm proud. I'm proud that when we talk about Jesus Christ here, that's exactly what we expect. We expect everybody. We expect those that we are different from. We always say, people that are different from me. I want to change that vernacular. I want us to start saying, people that I am different from. Changes the perspective. Our doors are open to everybody. Our church is open to everybody. Because our Christ says the kingdom is for everybody. That, ooh, I got an amen. I like that. <laughs> that is what we expect. That is what we expect. Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, open our eyes. If they are narrowed, open them. Help us to see Scripture the way that the Scripture is actually written, that you were there for everyone. Help us to see that you are love. Help us to feel that love. Help us to be moved and encouraged and challenged by that love. And help us to go out there and see the world as our neighbor. Help us to, every day, love you. To love ourselves the way that you see us. And to love our neighbor, which is every single being on this planet. Help us to know that that is the kingdom. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen.